Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? Today I'm going to be talking about my top 8 tight end rankings for the 2021 season. I just put out my running back, wide receiver, and quarterback rankings. So now we're on to the tight ends. And I'm only doing 8 today because if we're being honest, the tight end landscape is pretty brutal in fantasy football. You kind of have your top couple guys and then you have some kind of medium guys, and then the rest of them just seem like late round crapshoots. So I'm only going to be doing eight today, but if you guys are liking the content, be sure to like and subscribe. That would really help the channel out. And also let me know your guys' thoughts down in the comment section. Do you agree with these rankings? What picks do you disagree with? What picks do you agree with? I'll make sure to get back to you. So let's get into it. The number eight tight end in my rankings is Logan Thomas. And in 2020, Logan Thomas was a target machine for Alex Smith. And I think a lot of that was kind of due to Alex Smith just not really wanting to push the ball down the field. He was being very safe, very quick passes. And so I don't think Logan Thomas is going to see that much volume in the passing game. But I think he's going to have some more scoring opportunities this year. You have Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in. You brought in Curtis Samuel. You spent some draft capital on that offense. And so I'm expecting a more explosive Washington football team this year. So I think he's kind of going to be a safety valve for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he's also a big red zone threat. He's six foot six. And so I think he has potential for close to double digit touchdowns this year if he stays healthy for the whole season. Now at number seven, I have Dallas Goddard on the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's looking like Zach Ertz is going to be gone. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been moved yet. But I think it's very unlikely that Zach Ertz suits up for the Eagles again. It seems like that relationship is basically tarnished. And the Eagles went out and they drafted Devontae Smith to kind of add to those weapons. But even with this addition of Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard is still going to be one of the best receiving options on that team. And we really haven't seen him be able to operate as the only tight end on the roster. But when he was the second tight end, he was producing fantasy startable numbers. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see what he's going to be able to do when he's the main guy there. And Jalen Hurts just straight up isn't going to have that many guys to throw to. So Dallas Goddard is automatically going to get a certain amount of volume, which is why I have him here at number seven. Now at number six, I have Kyle Pitts. He was just drafted by the Atlanta Falcons at the number four pick. And in the NFL, it is very unlikely for rookie tight ends to just break into the league and automatically have a lot of success. That's something that's really rare. Normally, they need a couple years to develop before they really break out. But, you know, Kyle Pitts is one of the best tight end prospects we've seen in a long time. And he's getting pushed right into a high-powered Falcons offense. They were third in pass attempts per game, so they're going to be pushing the ball down the field. And you saw a guy like Hayden Hurst have a lot of success in that offense. And I think we can all agree that Kyle Pitts is far more skilled than Hayden Hurst is. So I do think he's going to have the opportunity to step in and produce right away. And if we're being honest, he just has a higher ceiling than a lot of these other tight ends. And at the tight end position, I would much rather swing on a guy who has a lot of potential and is going to be able to put up maybe top five, top three tight end numbers then kind of drafting a guy that I know is going to finish maybe in the top 12, but they're only going to put up seven to eight points on a week-to-week basis. That's just not really a guy I'm going to be looking at. 
I do think it's possible that Kyle Pitts gets a lot of hype going into the season and kind of gets pushed up above TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews. And I just don't think I'm going to be interested in him if he starts to go that high. But we just have to wait and see how the offseason plays out. Next up at number five, I have TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. Last year, he finished as the number six tight end in points per game and was number four in total points. The Detroit Lions had a pretty rough offseason in terms of their offense. They downgraded at quarterback. They traded away Matthew Stafford. They now have Jared Goff, which I think everyone can agree is a move in the wrong direction. But TJ Hawkinson is now the number one receiving option there. You had Kenny Galladay signed with the Giants, Marvin Jones Jr. signed with the Jaguars, and they really didn't bring in anyone close to those two guys. They brought in Tyrell Williams from the Raiders and Rashad Perriman, two guys that have really never had sustained success in the NFL. Then they took some shots in the draft. But right now, TJ Hawkinson is the most established pass catcher on this roster. And I mean, Jared Goff is going to have to throw to someone. So TJ Hawkinson is going to be getting at least a certain amount of volume. And he's also a good red zone threat. So I think here at this number five tight end slot, I think there's definitely some value here in fantasy drafts. He's been falling past the sixth round into the seventh. And so if he's going in the seventh or eighth round, he's a pretty safe tight end that I think has a good shot at finishing as a top five, even maybe top three tight end at the end of the year. At number four, I have Mark Andrews. Last year was a little bit of a disappointing year for him. He had a pretty big 2019, kind of came back to earth in 2020, but the tight end landscape is just so bad that he was still number four in points per game and number five in total points. He's just a consistent red zone threat for the Ravens, and he's still going to be a top receiving option for them. Even though they went out and drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round, I think Mark Andrews is still probably their second receiving option there. If Rashad Bateman takes over that number one, you now have Mark Andrews as the number two, because Marquise Brown is not a guy who's going to be more reliable than a Mark Andrews. And I think this actually might help Mark Andrews take a little bit of the pressure off him, maybe open some stuff up. And so I have him here at number four. Now to really start the top tier of fantasy football tight ends. At number three, I have George Kittle. And like I mentioned, there's really a top three. It's Kittle, it's Waller, and it's Kelsey. And in my opinion, Kittle is the third of those guys. When Kittle was on the field last year, he was number three in points per game. So obviously very solid, top tier. And really the only reason I have him lower than Waller is just because he has more weapons to compete with. You know, for receiving, he's competing with guys like Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and also George Kittle is such a good blocker, which, you know, in real NFL is a great trait, but in fantasy, it can almost be a detriment at times. Certain games, he's just out there blocking a lot, not running as many routes as maybe a Waller or a Kelsey would. And so that just, I think, holds him back a little bit. I've seen Kittle being drafted at the end of the second round, early third round, And I just don't really think I would want to spend a pick that high on him. I think I would rather wait on some of those later guys. But if he starts to fall maybe late third round, that's when I'd start looking at a George Kittle in drafts. Coming in at number two, I have Darren Waller. He really had a big 2020 last year, was number two in points per game and number two in total points. He is the number one receiving option on his team, which is something that George Kittle He might be the number one, but he has some pretty close counterparts. Darren Waller, there is no one close to him on that offense. He is the number one. They don't have any receivers that are even going to come close to Darren Waller's production. 
For tight ends, last year, Darren Waller was number one in targets, receptions, and target share. And so he's having to beat out Travis Kelsey for those numbers. And I just don't see any reason why Darren Waller would regress this year. I think he's still going to be a target hog in that offense and will definitely be a very valuable fantasy football asset. Last but not least, coming in at number one, I don't really think this should be a surprise for anyone. It's going to be Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey really has everything you would want in a fantasy player. From 2014 to 2020, Kelsey's only missed two games, so he's always out there on the field. Last year, number two in receptions, number one in receiving yards, and number one in touchdowns among tight ends, so he gets it done everywhere. And if Travis Kelsey was a receiver, he would have finished as the wide receiver three, which is pretty incredible at the tight end position. And the reason why Travis Kelsey is so valuable is because of the huge positional advantage he has over every other tight end in the NFL. If you have Travis Kelsey starting at your tight end position, there's a shot that Kelsey's going to be projected to put up eight to 10 more points than your opponent's tight end. And that's why I would be comfortable selecting him at the end of first rounds if I can get him at the start of the second round, I would absolutely love that value because it's just a spot where you feel so confident he's going to be in your lineup every week and you don't have to worry about scouring the waiver wire to try to find some tight end that you think is going to score a touchdown this week. There should be no confusion about this. Travis Kelsey is the number one tight end and he's going to remain there throughout this entire offseason. All right, so those are my top eight tight end rankings. I'll be updating these throughout the offseason. I'll probably put out another video in maybe a month or so, but that's all I have for today. Once again, if you guys enjoy the content, liking and subscribing would really help the channel out a lot. Also, make sure you guys let me know your thoughts down in the comments. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. See you next time.